Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side. It's the 49er Faithful UK show. Week 10, and the Niners went to Jacksonville and came back wearing Jaguar skin coats. It's the welcome return of Victory Monday after a comprehensive 34-3 win. That was the score, Martin. With a much improved performance at every level. I'm Gareth Ellis, and I am joined by Lee Gowland. Hey, guys. Paul Hope. Purdy good, Gareth. Purdy good at last. <laughs> He's back. He's back. <laughs> He's back. And Naji Kurar. Hello, everyone. So, got to love that victory feeling, lads. Uh, I think there were some mini-meets at the weekend. I think the victory was shared by nine of Faithful actually together in the same place. Did any of you guys get to go up? Mm, no, I I was at work and then, you know, we got stuff planned this weekend coming. I don't know if you heard, but it was a bit of a hard sell going. Um, yeah, fair spent point. a bit of time in the family. I actually missed the, the whole first half, so... Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I had wanted to go to the Wakefield one, but um, I had a hospital appointment first thing this morning, so I couldn't go. There would have been a fifth meet-up, Gareth, if we weren't going to uh, the gold mine. But I let El Presidente down, and like Lee said on someone's post, I've seen that's what this group's all about. It was yeah. epic to see those yeah. meetups. Um, mm. I probably would have gone to Glasgow because I've been to one at that committee room number nine before. However, seeing the state of Martin Hughes this morning, I'm glad I didn't go, because I am not <laughs> drinking at the moment, and I don't know whether how many fireballs that they, they sank last nightly, but I saw quite a few pictures on Twitter, and it looked is. one hell yeah. of a night. Yeah, Too many is the number, for sure. Yeah, well done, everyone. That's that's awesome to see. And well attended, you know, last minute, Sky game, blah, blah, blah. Well, well played. That's great. That's, I love it. And... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Done. Yeah, and well done to the organisers. Mm, it might yeah. not seem like it, it takes much, but it does. It takes a little bit of organising and it takes somebody stepping up and, and putting themselves out there to organise it. So well done to you guys. Have you, uh, lads, had a chance to do your homework this week? Your three talking points? Yeah, yeah certainly have. I'm going to start with Lee because he promised me he's done his homework. (laughs) So three talking points for me is John Feliciano, Trent Williams and the negated fumble recovery touchdown. Mm. Mm. Paul? Well, I've gone for turnovers because coming into this one, Gareth, I said that interceptions were going to be key and the fact that we scored more turnovers than the Jags scored points proved telling. The run game for both teams, which I'll get into later on. And I was tying between Steve Wilkes, but I thought, oh, you guys will already have Wilkes on your sheet. So my third talking point is getting to the QB. And again, I'll get into that a little bit further on. So there you go, buddy. That's my homework done. Well done. Very nice. And Najee? Uh, yeah, uh, Steve Wilkes on sideline works. Uh, Steve, Le- Steve Wilkes on the sideline works. And my third point is uh, Steve Wilkes on the sideline works. <laughs> That sounds like you've copied somebody else's homework, to be honest. Uh, but uh, something similar for me. Uh, Sideline Steve schemes up secondary step up. That was a good one. Uh, yeah, Farmer good. Brock feeds the offense with bountiful Jacksonville harvest. And not so much of a talking point, but just something I'd love to see is Shani having to ball himself out for the poor sideline discipline. Um, yeah. Overlaps a little bit there with one of Lee's. Um, hmm, where should we start? Was he on the field? Uh, uh, was he was he on the field? Was mm, you're muted, he was. Yeah. Oh, that's more. Oh. 
Yeah, he was. Yeah, not your boy. Yeah, he, he <laughs> was actually more on the field than anybody else was. Oh God, he was the yeah. furthest from the. Well, let's, let's talk. To, let's talk that first, since it was Go one on of me. Lee's point, and we're, we're into it now. So, so, so it's I mean, exactly what um, Gareth said. It, it was just poor discipline. Yeah. What, what would have happened if that we needed that touchdown, that particular touchdown, to win us the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just can't yeah. allow that to happen. It's amateur hour. Yeah. In defence, though, it looked as if the play was over. Yeah, obviously the way he, he got the tackle and the ball was around and he kind of he seemed to take forever to get back up and then he at did. that point when he got back up the, what he were the did. two Jags players doing beside him all it needs is one of them to touch him and then at yeah. that point Lee, you're right I think Shanahan thought oh crap I need to get off of here so he can't ball out the rookies because I know the two rookies were yeah. joined on the field with him but at one point what you've got to love about this wonderful game of the NFL, I have no reason why it was called off because I have the Niners D and all my fantasy teams. So I was late around the front room thinking the points I'm going to get. And then the commentators were like, it's coming back, but they couldn't explain why it was coming back. And I was like, it it was just, anyway, it was one of those things. And it didn't cost us late. So rather it happened in a blowout victory. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Exactly. You're right in what you're saying. It's it's amateur hour, for one of a better it word. Is. Yeah. It's, not, it's not good, but yeah, Ambry Thomas was on the floor for what seemed to be forever. He, <laughs> he was, but the player, the player wasn't blown dead. Yeah, no, no, you should, oh, I mean, yeah. it's rule number one when you play the game. You play to the whistle. That's Yeah, know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, what a play it was as well, Nadji. The fact yeah, that he got no, the tackle, he got the fumble, he picked it up, and then he ran it all the way. I was yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a good play. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, as you say, I think we can look at it now and considering it wasn't a blowout, it's pretty funny. We can laugh about it. But if this happened in a game, we need it. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's, a diff- it's a different story. I mean, we still get the ball back. I, I quite liked it because I learned something. You know, it's an unsportsmanlike conduct on a play that's live. So it's not a dead, bad fa- dead ball foul. You learn about rules in the NFLs and stuff. So it's overall a very interesting play altogether. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It shouldn't happen, especially from your head coach. That's not great. Yeah, I think that a few people were rather glad, I think, that Shani had done that. If, if he'd stayed on the <laughs> sideline and they'd gone out. Imagine oh, imagine if it's just Steve, Steve yeah. Wilkes by himself on the side <laughs> on the field. <laughs> the amount of... Oh, God, that would have been... Yeah, back in the booth. Back in the booth, Back in the booth. Steve. Go back upstairs, please. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Good. Glad we can laugh about it now. Uh, turnovers. Mm. I think that was another talking point. Should we stick with those, Paul? Yeah, I mean, I did my homework before the game. The Jags were tied for eighteen, and I said that turnovers would be key. Trevor Lawrence does have a tendency to give the ball away, but it was great to see. I mean, Steve Wilkes has come under a lot of pressure for being in the booth. But I don't think him just being on the sideline, as Nadji said, was the difference. I think the adjustments he made, the <laughs> fact that he moved Lenore, he put Thomas in there. It was great to see Hafanga. Whenever there's a loose ball, Hafanga just seems to be stood in space and the ball just comes to him. Fred Warner yeah. got a pick. And the fact that if you win the turnover battle in the NFL and we won it 4-0, just goes to show good things happen. As Paul Hope says, Gareth, good things happen. Good. They do. Yeah, good to see uh, winning the turnover battle, a couple of interceptions and a couple of good fumbles. I think forced fumbles as well, rather than uh, offensive player fumbles, if there is such a difference. But great to see us get those. I think certainly with Bosa's, he was the only person on the entire stadium who realised there'd been a fumble and he got it. So 
that was a, that was a very pleasant surprise when it suddenly hang on we've got the ball. Well, it makes a difference it's... from last year, Gareth. Remember, boss? I think he sacked, it was the Cardinals or the Seahawks, and he's doing his celebration, and the ball was spinning loose. Where at least it's shown, like you said, he dived in it, and Young and Boss are together. Trevor Lawrence is going to have nightmares with those two. It was amazing. I don't know if you've seen the picture. I think it's Hargrave on there. There's the three of them just crashing down on him. And I think someone tweeted out and said, hang it up in the Louvre. Already I've seen talk on Twitter. People want Ayuk gone. They want Chase Young signed to an extension. Nothing like an overreaction from our fan base. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, turnover, yeah. I mean, we'd created some, but more importantly, Brock stopped creating some himself. And I think that's, that's key. Even though that first touchdown, I think we all... Lost about ten years of our lives. Uh, yeah, don't please, Brock. Stop throwing across the field like this. Um, that's ugh, it was hairy, but well, I mean, it was pinpoint to Ayuk. I don't think anybody else could have caught it. Um, but yeah, no, that yeah, when you win four 0 and you don't turn the <laughs> the ball over, it turns it to a blowout. It's great. It's great to see. And I had 50% of my boldies-ish, kind of. I just said mm-hmm. two picks. I just got the second player wrong. Uh, but, mm. you know, I'm happy, with, I'm happy that Huff is showing up. It's good. It's Fred reminding you. Never count yeah. him out. Yeah, I, sh- I should have mm. should have said Fred and Huff. I should know better. My uh, One of my points that stick with this was, uh, was on the secondary. I think you mentioned it there, and it ties into obviously Steve Wilkes, not just where he was in the stadium, but he did seem to listen to the last podcast and made a, a little bit of a uh, defensive adjustment with Isaiah Oliver getting three snaps, I think, at the end of the game. Uh, and Amri Thomas, who came in and I must say is, is possibly up there for my match game MVP award. I thought he put in a good performance couple of mistakes, but I think he, he put in a, a, a solid afternoon's work. What did you make of the whole rejigged secretary? It stunned you. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, mate. Yeah, so I, I think he did the right thing. I mean, obviously, um, Oliver hasn't been playing particularly well. Um, something had to happen there. Um, as I said in the, the chat last night, Chiverius Ward, he's always good for a flag of 10. I think he needs to cut that out a little bit. But mm-hmm. Ambry Thomas, I thought he was excellent. Thought yeah. it was really good. Yeah, considering he hasn't played for in a live game for quite some time. Um, and it was a bit weird to see him disappear after the 2020 season when he played the second half, essentially, sealed with a pick against the Rams to get us to the playoff. We all remember that. And then he just didn't play last year. 2021, I can't remember now. It's all jumbled into one. Um, but yeah, it's good to see him back. It's good to see Demo in a slot. I think it's going to take a little bit of time for them to readjust to speed and readjust to the new position for Demo. Uh, he, he did look a little bit iffy at some point, but it, it looked better than with Oliver. And that's what we wanted to see. And then, yeah, Mooney is, I mean, that, that one in the end zone, the deflection, that's what we're accustomed to see him do. Uh, but, yeah, he just needs to cut down on the flags a little bit. Although some of them are really harsh. Yeah, they were. They were some of them are really, really harsh. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, some, it is what it is. You, it's very hard to do two back-to-back season and being good. Uh, at least we didn't say J.C. Jackson, you know. Um, I think he's a better player than than J.C. Jackson because um, they were both free agents on the same that same year. So, you know, it, 
yeah, it's good. And then half with the pick, Gibson's solid. I thought the tackling was a lot better uh, from our secondary. I know Demo missed a couple, mm. but um, it, it was a lot better. I think Ofunga finished second with eight tackles, and it, it it just made a difference. They scored three points, you know. So very good, much much better. I was going to say, Gareth, it was like to listen to you, though, because you had Engram as a danger man and Gibson played really well on the tight end, I thought. And there was a, a slight worry when it looked like the Jaguars were going for the screen players quite a lot and they seemed to get a few bits of positive yardage. But again, we made the necessary adjustments. You could argue Wilkes being on the sideline, getting that message across. And for me, the defensive player of the year, Fred Warner, is just proven better and better. You just see what he does to command that defence. And when our front four get after the quarterback it makes the secondary's job very easy and I think they've got to get the credit and I'm glad you started with the secondary rather than the front four because we did say Christian Kirk is a handful at wide receiver and the fact that they only scored three points the Jacksonville Vans headed out early into that game I've seen the video footage of them coming out uh, Chapman was at his rush road trip there but I've seen a great video of a Jags fan and he's got his phone out and he's like it's your house 49ers it's your house <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Look after it. And it seemed the banter was quite good, but I think the the writing was on the wall from early on that this wasn't going to be the emotional roller coaster. And I think we were all grateful for it, Gareth. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Nice, nice Sundays so. though. It was exactly the performance that we needed. Yeah. Totally. Oh God, yeah. Totally, definitely. Mm. Yeah. You've uh, segued very smoothly, I think, into the pass rush while we stick with the defense. This was was it Lee's. I scribbled them down, but didn't note down who said what. It was Paul's, but I'm happy to talk about it. Um, yeah, Chase Young is Chase Young's pretty good, isn't it? He's massive as well. He's it's a big guy. Big. Yeah. He's so big. It's insane. But yeah, no, I mean, it came. Like, it, I saw somebody writing it in, on Discord. Is you get a sack and you get a sack and you get a sack. Everybody's getting involved, and that's that's what you want to see. It's it's perfect. Both are getting one and a half. Chase with the half. Clayton Farrell, you know, because that's what happens when uh, offensive line have to worry about a Chase Young and a Hargrave and a and a Bosa. Uh, all of a sudden, the other people get to go one on one and win that matchup and get in there. So yeah, that's it was perfect. But I think us playing better in the secondary made that happen rather the other way around. Trevor Lawrence held on to the ball a lot longer than he wished to, I think, and that's what created the pass rush opportunity. Uh, but that's what tall football on defense looks like. You know, sometimes the pass rush gets there fast. Sometimes the coverage holds on. And ultimately what the result is, is a sack with fumbles. And uh, because a good thing happens when you get to the QB and you hit him from behind and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it was good to see. And, yeah, seeing Chase Young and, and Bosa getting at the same, <laughs> having the exact same pattern of rushing and getting to Trevor Lawrence at the same time, which results in a fumble. It was it was beautiful to see, and I mean I hope we can sign him to an extension. I hope he wants to say. I think, I think we made a good impression on him. I think he's, uh, I think he might want to stay. Uh, so like... Jason Hurley, who does all the cap numbers, yeah. so he, he's posted uh, within the last couple of hours, I think, and he he's worked out what a deal for Chase Young would look like, and the right. fact that. We'd still keep all of our core players. Nice. Yeah. I, I don't. That, I don't yeah. think it's impossible, considering we've got forty-one million now, and the cap's mm. probably going to go up again. Yeah. Um. It's. It's just whether he really wants a big, big contract, and we obviously have Ayuk to pay, and 
and all that kind of stuff. It's you know, but yeah, I I, I bet it'll take well, a one year friendly deal. You, you need to remember at the end of this season we were going to be 40 million over the cap anyway, which is why we're keeping that 40 million. Yeah, so that's true. we're not over the cap. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Gareth, the reason I wanted to talk about this coming into it was linked with Lawrence and Purdy. So when you look at the stats, Nadji, as much as Trevor Lawrence has been good and everyone was jumping on the Jags bandwagon, Kyle Brandt, good morning football. He's had to eat humble pie. He enjoyed watching that at dinner time. He came out and apologised. He was like, why are the Niners favoured in this one? Trevor Lawrence has been great. Lawrence has only been pressured about 29% of his dropbacks this year. And boy, have we waited for a game like this where our front got after him. And where Purdy has been pressured 38% on his, which is the 12th highest. And again, I think Purdy showed for that touchdown to Kittle how he got that out. <laughs> I never know. It looked like the pocket was no, collapsing. Then the ball just popped out and Mr. Kittle was like, thank you very much. And Baldy has shared a video where Shanahan just turns around. As soon as Kittle catches it, yeah, Shanahan's that. celebrating. And that's awesome. And that's what I love about the NFL. Just go and watch Baldy's breakdowns. He's broke down Chase Young. He's broke down Borsa. Hargrave, you could argue, Nadji, it was his best game as a 49er. Definitely. Eric Armstead was everywhere on that field. They even resorted to trying to trip him up. At one point, it looked like he was going to be injured, but Armstead himself has came out and said there was a bit of chirping on the field. And they seemed hungry. Our defence seemed hungry and wanted to prove a point. And that's why I put it in my notes. I get into the QB. It seems very straightforward to maybe new people watching the NFL. But good things happen if you get to the QB. And like you said, Nancy, Trevor Lawrence held on to that ball far too long. I don't think he'll be making yeah. that mistake if he plays against us again. No, uh, it won't. <laughs> no, it was good. And you could see from the from the get-go, I think from the Hargrave sack, which was the first one of the game, Fred is behind and celebrating at the same time, and Farrell is there, and they're all happy and jumping around. And this is what we're used to, not just, oh, you got a sack, you go and line up again. Um, and you could see the energy build up, and they were angry and hungry for some more as well. Um yeah, the, the, that defense played with a chip on his shoulder, and it showed, and they responded. I think it was a good test. I think the Jags are a good team, and they did nothing. Um, yeah, it was a it was a perfect performance, as as Lee said a minute Before ago. Before we move on, though, Gareth, the stat numbers: nine quarterback hits, five sacks, as Nadji said, three tackles for a loss, a forced fumble, and a hit that directly led to an interception. So people keep saying, "Where's this 49ers D line?" There's your answer. Yeah, there you go. I hope they can keep it up. It's that's what we that's what we're used to. Any final words on the D, Lee? Um, yeah, I, what what I was impressed with was uh, Yvonne Hargrave was triple teamed mm. a couple of times, and each time he was triple teamed, he was still pushing them all back. <laughs> yeah, he's strong. He he yeah. is very strong, very, very strong very indeed. Strong. Yep. So should we slip? Uh, switch sides if I can say that <laughs> easy and for you sir easy easy <laughs> and go over to the O-line uh, or certainly the offence let's start with the O-line Lee back to you you mentioned a couple yeah, of O-line names so, so I'll, I'll do Trent Williams first because this will be okay. quick there's only one player that I want to talk about <laughs> and I've already forgotten what you call the guy that was on um, defence for the Jags I know number, 30 number 31 that's it number 31 I think it might be, yeah. yeah. I have never ever seen a player with room here. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'll tell you what, it's happened to me in the past when you see linemen coming towards you. It's just like, nah, 
uh, business yeah. decision. Nah, I'm I'm good. <laughs> Do you know when someone said I That's could play exactly corner on the gold mine post, Lee? That's what would happen yeah. if Paul Holt yeah. played corner and Trent Williams yeah. was running towards me. I'd be like, just no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I just way. thought that was hilarious. I absolutely yeah, love that. Yeah, that's and brilliant. the other one is John Feliciano. I thought he was excellent last yeah, night. Yeah, he played. Re- he, I think yeah. he was our best lineman. I, Brendan I had did. a really yeah, good yeah. game too, but Feliciano. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really solid. Uh, to the point where I was thinking, can Aaron Banks play right tackle? Because that would, you know. Um, um, so I, I, I don't think it's right tackle that we need to replace. I think it's Spence Burford. He's Burford had a, had a really good game too. He hasn't had a good season though. No, like, that's he true. But he had a good game. Yeah, he had a good, he had a yeah. very good game yesterday. Um, so, but yeah, I, yeah. I was I slated him during the preseason, Feliciano. Uh, he was playing centre, which is a little different, but he wasn't good. Actually, um, yeah, as I recall, you didn't yeah. you didn't think you'd make the roster. Yeah, I, I cutted him in my fifty-three. Yeah. I put my hand up, I, you know. Um, but yeah, no, great game. Um, maybe even them banks has ever been. Well, that links to one of the points I put, Gareth, about the run game. We struggled with the run Smooth. game for the last three weeks and Trent Williams was questionable and that man can move Christ almighty you talk about Hargrave being a unit and being a muscle when Trent Williams can get into space in that second level for blocking I don't know about you three but sometimes I was thinking Trent just take a play off don't injure that ankle we need you for other weeks but he seemed to get stronger as the game went on and Christian McCaffrey is amazing but when he's running behind those gaps and we said it a couple of weeks ago what he's added to his game, CMC, is he waits. There was a couple of players on Sunday where the ball was snapped to him. He waited for those guys to get into the second level. Then he attacked the hall. And obviously, Nadji knows more than me about running back play. But watching that poetry in motion where he was cutting through in the halls. But the offensive line, a lot of people still showing a bit of hate for the offensive line, Gareth. So credit where credit's due. And I won't even attempt to pronounce that guy's name because them two chaps have done it better than me. But he played well. He did. Good to see the run game getting a, a little bit back to itself. And as you said, I think Trent Williams, we can clearly see what a big part uh, he is on that. Uh, I did think Brooke, Pre- uh, Brooke was under pressure quite a lot of the game, and we have seen that. There is a slight concern there, I think, going forward, potentially when we face better defensive lines, that it mm. might be a weak spot that people are obviously going to consider exploiting. And I think Shanahan needs to find a way around that. And I think there was a good example where we shut them down with the first two possessions. Then they had that long drive where they went to the screen pass. And it reminded me that we haven't seen a huge amount of that. And we haven't seen the part of our offense that Jimmy ran very well, which was those short, quick slant passes over the middle. Whereas I think now Shanahan has been able to put those away and Brock's attacking much further down the field. I'd like to see the offense just have a little bit of that back and show that we can mix it up if we if we need it and see if we can get back some of that stuff that we used to do very well and we used to move the ball very consistently with those short six, seven, eight yard passes. And it's uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing now that we're getting 15, 20 yard passes, but I do wonder if it if it's something that we may need to bring back into the scheme if the O line is going to continue to struggle at times. I'm not saying it's a it's a terrible performance, but as we mentioned a couple of times, Brock was clearly under pressure uh, quite a lot 
of his drop backs in that game. Do you not yeah, think but... it helps Gareth that Shanahan trusts him fully? I mean, totally. even that first throw, like you said, Nadji, that first throw, everyone was like, what's he doing throwing it back across his body? Oh, but Kyle Shanahan's yeah. allow- allowing Brock that freedom to express himself. When we're talking about the offensive player, we said it on this show, and I'm smiling. Debo Samuel adds another level to this offence. And the fact that he was back and they were motioning, they were in the bag of tricks. I called for two Russian touchdowns, like to settle for one with the end around. But Debo Samuel, again, just shows what this team do. And I saw a, a tweet where it was all the receivers had, like, even Ronnie Bell got in on the act. So Brock oh, Purdy yeah. is building chemistry with all of them. And I'm not worried. I mean, it was only his 14th regular season start. He's going to make mistakes. I think we've all accepted that. But that that fraud, George Kittle, I said it earlier, that was just amazing. And, and I just like to say Brock seems to have command of the offence. And even if he makes a mistake, he doesn't sulk about it. He gets back up, and, and as we said, Nadji, the Brock Express was never derailed on this side of the pond. But it's been great Brock to see chip. loads of people jump back on board this week. It's the Brock chip. Yeah, I just want to come back. I, yeah, Brock was a bit under pressure, but I, I think the Jags' D-line and, and pressure is vastly underrated. Trevor Walker and Josh Allen are very, very, very good. And they they did create all of those turnovers during these games because of that pressure that they've been able to to get to. I think we showed ourselves pretty well considering how good they are. And uh, again, this was a perfect performance for us to bounce back. We yes, the all line looked like the pocket was collapsing at times and that Brock had to ex- to escape and it, we did allow a couple of sacks. Um but I, I think Jacksonville is a lot better than what they showed on Sunday. We just were much, much, much better, and we kind of stopped them from showing how good they were. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Bro- it's not. A, remember, it's not a train anymore, people. It's not the Brock Express. It's a rocket ship. It's going full speed, full speed into the wherever, wherever try and catch the telescopes or Voyager. Um, but yeah, no, is I mean, his start line is kind of very brocky isn't it it's just you know 19 for 27 or whatever it is except that it, this time he's almost a 300 yards he's usually not that not that high and 3cd well i think is equal the record is the only player to do that in more than five games or so i think kurt warner is the only other player that did it in the first two seasons it's insane the amount of rookie record and early player record is breaking pretty much every week now um and if it wasn't for the can't remember which game he didn't score two touchdowns he would still be on that streak of scoring two passing touchdowns every game uh, it is crazy it's so good um do you, do you know what's funny now jay my non-niners friends are still saying brock isn't very good they're still hating before we <sighs> came on. live tonight i just i put a cheeky tweet out there saying how are the haters doing and three of them weren't even tagged in the tweet of hit me up in messages straight away. And I'm like, rent free, lads. How can you argue against what Brock Purdy's doing on the field? Like you said there, yeah. he's not turned the ball over against a good defence. He's scoring touchdowns. He's making plays. But I just think there's, you know, some people on our fan base were hooked up to Jimmy or hooked up to Trey. Some people are just so bad on Brock they just won't admit it and I, yeah. that just, I think that's a bit sad I mean you were yeah, having is. a bit of banter about Justin Herbert last night in the group chat <laughs> going backwards and forwards <laughs> but this is another level with the Brock hate but yeah well, you know it wasn't uh, it was just thing to chill for, for no reason Justin Herbert's amazing come on just leave he's no Brock Purdy though 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's better, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> What's your mouth out? Uh-huh. You've been you've been uncharacteristically quiet for five minutes, Lee. I have. I've got nothing to say. I mean, okay. Well, n- so, nothing we, different so, from what other people have said. Should we talk about the big disappointment? No TD mm. for CMC. A freak occurrence. People have said it's they were trying too hard and risking injury by putting him in at the end. Personally, I think nah, that's we did try rubbish. we did try too hard, but we did try I think too it's, hard. It's difficult when everybody knows exactly who the ball is going well, to. Yeah. It's I was thinking, yeah, I, definitely. I was thinking we need to do something else than give it to CMC four times in a row. We should have skimmed the play to get to the one-yard line, and then you end up to CMC four times in a row. Not trying to get, I don't know how far we were, but we should have tried and skim something. Misdirection, fake to CMC, to CMC give it to use check or whatever. He takes any other one, and then you get you hand it to him. So, but so when Juice got that touchdown, somebody did tried. mention something. Yeah, it was so, the some, broadcaster. Yeah, yeah, his momentum actually took him in, in yeah. into the end zone. Otherwise, he might have gone down at the one. one I yard think line. he might have tried. <laughs> that would have uh, been I, awesome from yeah. Juice. Yeah, no one's, <laughs> no one's going to mention. Take that off, Juice. You mentioned no. CMC, though. He went to the podium and he was like, I'm rubbish. Everybody scored, not me. Smile on his face. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 142 yards from 23 touches. And we took all the starters out. So we were trying to get him the record with Sam Darnold on the set. I don't know about you three, but I was like, please don't throw the ball, Sam Darnold. And then when he like went to throw the screen, I did think for a split second, he's got it. And are we about to see another controversy on Twitter? Sam Darnold's better than Brock. He's throwing a touchdown. But... The records are made to be broken, and as CMC and Brock Purdy have said, they'll just start it again on Sunday, which and, I'm yeah. glad to know that we're he there is, on Sunday I mean, for the start of the new record. He's tied. He's tied, the top, right? he's he's tied, tied the record, for the record. So he just doesn't... He does have it, yeah. It's not one yeah, but, short of the record, so... Yeah. yeah. It is what it is. 17 is pretty impressive. <laughs> but yeah, you got 18 more games to try again. That's, that's cool. I must I must admit I was hoping that we could have moved it a couple of yards further down the line and we might have seen some sort of jumbo formation with Trent Williams with Trent. and Javon Hargrave as fullbacks ploughing the way for McCaffrey to just saunter in behind them. Um that's I was yeah, I think I was just enjoying the game too much by that point and off into some bizarre fantasy land. Um but you can't deny that would have been fun. That would have been great. That would have been that great. Would have been fun. Have we got anything else on the offense? We've barely talked. Debo, are you? Just their standard top quality games. And George, bit of a game yeah. from George. Another hundred yard TD game. Just Half a very one play. But just a very complete game, wasn't it? Everybody was involved, and I think Carl's listened to the pod again, and he's you know juice touchdown. We've been asking for it. Where is all this gone? That's this is why we lose game. Blah blah blah. And, uh, and there it is. So, you know, even further than Jawan. How long has it been since we have, we've seen a third down conversion from Jawan Jennings? And he got a crucial one when it was 7 nothing or something. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just perfect. Perfect game. Just quickly, uh, tough question for you. Can you pick a game MVP out of that? Because it was such a complete performance across the board. You can Brock. answer no, if you like. I mean, I'd give it to Brock because he was... You know, Brock. perfect. 
No, no turnover, free touchdown, 300 yards. It's hard to do better. I'll, st- I'll go Bosa just because a lot of people were talking the talk, and I think he showed on Sunday that he's been there. He's just got the, the sacks now to go with it. So I'll go Bosa just for a, a different voice of opinion. What about you, Lee? Who's your MVP from Sunday's blowout victory in Jacksonville? Well, I'm actually going to say Hargrave because I think because he was taking up triple teams, he made it easier yeah. for Bosa and Cheshire. That's a good point. Just, and like said, j- just watching them actually push back three yeah. players yeah. Oh, it was unbelievable fantastic yeah. some would say Lee fantastic <laughs> would you well it's been well documented that people would say that <laughs> some, some people would hand. say that but it's good. I, I thought you might all pick someone different and I've uh, I've gone for Warner I think he was back he set the tone from those first couple of plays I think the first play from Squimmies he chased down uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence and then I think the second play, he made a big tackle. Uh, and he just sets that tone and brings that energy. Um, but yeah, I think Hargrave, definitely, that's his best game as a Niner. And that's what we expected to get when we signed him. And I think this is the first time we've really been able to see what he's all about. Shall we uh, We will briefly do a quick player watch. A um, bit quiet for some of you. Um, anything on, on the kivits? We talked about O-line. I, I thought he had a good game again. I, I think maybe he's once... He was pushed back into Purdy. Other than that, no, I, th- I thought he was. I thought he was fairly solid. I, I'd agree. I think he's got the lot of the the O lineman. Where if you do your job well, no one really notices, and then you get beaten badly once, and it and it just really really yeah. stands out. So well, to, to to be honest, on a couple of the running players, he did really well, blocking downfield. Yeah, I was going to say we're running right a lot better. Than we, yeah. we did at the beginning of the season, so that's, catch for that's Bell. could be a could be a sign he's going to get back more involved in the second half of the season. Are you hopeful, Paul? Yeah, I mean when you look at the fact that you said before, you know, Kettle hundred and sixteen yards, Debo fifty nine yards, Ayuk fifty five yards, Juice got one, Jennings got one. Ronnie Bell, it wasn't just a little dump off either, and he he held it well, he and it's wide it's open. Short. Yeah, yeah it, he's shown that he's added something to the offence. He also took a couple of uh, kickoff or punt returns towards the end when they were mixing stuff out. So it's just weird seeing number ten. I'm not going to lie; it is weird seeing number ten flashing on the on the screen. But given where we drafted him, I think as a rookie, he'll be happy with his progress. So yeah, I, I must admit, Gareth, I did enjoy his reception and the fact that he handled it well. So it's always good to see. I, th- I thought you would, uh, and a good good victory formation kneel down from Jordan Mason. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I was going to ask you guys: should I should I pick somebody else? Because he's clearly not playing, and Mitchell is number two now. Um, I think I should pick somebody else. Really, I think I you, just, I I'm think not, you should. Who do you I'm want? I'm not sure who. Ooh. I'm not mm. sure who. Give it, give it some thought. Uh, Once again, I think Demo had an up and down game. I think he is he is struggling. I'm most surprised by his missed tackles. That was what I really jumped off the page to me at the end of last season was how good he was in the tackling. I think he's maybe got that. I know it's his third year, but that second year as the starter, maybe that second year dip where you're perhaps trying a little bit too hard, maybe, and and you're not relaxed. You're a bit too keyed up. He seems to overrun uh, the ball carrier a couple of times, and and they're able to get away from him. Um, and it's a it's a loose miss tackle. Uh, but I think he came into the slot 
quite well. He did get shown up a couple of times, but then you think of the amount of times Trevor Lawrence is holding the ball, and those are the plays where you don't see the secondary is covering tight and they're doing their job well. So I think a little bit of adjustment, I think, moving into into the slot. Um, but he's definitely got to tidy up those uh, those missed tackles. So on to some more cheerful news, the score predictions table, lads. <laughs> a little bit of movement this week, as I, as I believe I've slightly clawed my way closer to being out of the basement. Is this true? This yeah. wasn't mentioned in the group chat yesterday, Gareth. I was a little bit concerned that this wasn't mentioned at all. Well, and we won't repeat the slightly offensive remark Lee, Lee, Lee made about me, but I, I was genuinely, I will, will happily lose the points to get CMC that touchdown. Um, I, would, I would have much preferred the CMC touchdown than my uh, uh, two points on this, this totally meaningless and rather silly game. But Not that he's competitive, Gareth. I've warned you about that. I've warned you he's competitive. Yeah, no, Could, good... Uh... I think your tactic of thinking something and saying something different is working. You should, uh, you should keep doing that. And so, clearly, a point away, you must be a bit fuming, though. I mean, not that we could have scored one point eh, at some point, but yeah. Um, five points for everyone except Gareth, seven points. Oh, so yeah. the leaderboard doesn't change, but it's, uh, it's getting a bit tighter, I guess. So for those people listening rather than watching on YouTube, yeah. Nadji, go and do the honours. Give, give the well, I'm at the top. I'm at the top with 42 points, uh, Liam Paul second with 36, and Gareth for fourth with 31 points. Um, but it's close. Mm. It's, you know, one game away. You could, it could all change. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Keeping it tight for the end of the end of the season. Yeah, that's We it. mentioned, we that's mentioned it. our boldies. I think we did quite well on uh, our other predictions for the game. Yeah. Yeah. Two picks. Kittle... Debo, I think we... What was your prediction, Lee? I can't remember. Mine was four. Chish Young to get three sacks. Oh, well. He, he, got, got, he got half a sack. He got half a sack. <laughs> yeah. It, it yes, feels like he, he was more impactful than half yeah, a yeah. sack. But yeah, but The enough. team got five, so I'll... I'll... Pretty good. Ch- Chase is just warming himself up. There's a small matter of the two uh, boys from Ohio meeting a Mr. Mayfield in the coming weekend. Um, and I feel certain they might have been talking about that on the sideline towards the end of the game. Um, yeah. But good to see, I think, just from the defence, just smiles and that pumped up. And I, I do think potentially Wilkes being there might have had some impact. I don't think he is that uh, fist-pumping guy, but there was definitely a time where some players came off the field and he's got quite an intensity about him, I think. Mm -hmm. And he was just, you could see, he was greeting the players as they come off the field and, and, you know, giving them a smack on the chest. And he's, yeah, there was an intensity uh, in his expression there, which I think is uh, his style. Um, So I I do think it potentially has has some impact. So, Um, and it certainly didn't do badly, did it? It it certainly didn't affect his play calling, I think. As Lee said, it is actually impossible to see whether that made a difference or not. But I much prefer seeing him congratulate Mooney Ward after the deflection in the end zone and, you know, give him, a, as you said, a chest bump and that kind of stuff. I, I'd much rather see that than uh, having him in a booth clapping his hand or not even uh, because you're kind of detached from the game. Uh, whether it, has, it had an impact or not, obviously my three points were very tongue-in-cheek. Um, but uh, whether it does or doesn't, I don't really care. I much prefer having my DC on the sideline. Uh, I think it, 
the eye test, it looks better to me. It feels more natural. It feels right um, to have him here and being with the team he's coaching. I, I think that's better. Um, and I do, I do think it had a, maybe even a slight impact, but uh, it's impossible to quantify, of course. Well, Fred Warner said that it did. And, and to be honest, Gareth, like I'm smiling. The Jags getting zero interceptions was a bit of a shock coming out with this one because they were leading the league with 18 and Brock had been turning the ball over. So I'm glad that I got that one right. I'm glad that I got 50% with Debo. I, 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 I love that player. I love it when he comes across and it's an end around and you've got the rushes out in front and it, it's not a rushing touchdown. So I'm going to obviously... But it the was. Fact that, that one was, I'm pretty sure. Was it classed as a Russian touchdown? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was a, a toss-backward. Um, he should have got tackled, though, and then CMC could have had his touchdown. All of, all of the people that scored the touchdown could have should, especially George, instead of walking in hands and should have taken a knee. <laughs> and you called the, the, the club 85, Gareth, Kittle. I, did, I, did. Yeah, I love that did. touchdown. He did. The, th- the thing about the Debo touchdown, it's something we, we've talked about with, it, this wasn't anything about Debo's particular skill set. But if you watch that play, I mean, he isn't the the fastest guy. I mean, he's a very powerful runner. But if you watch that, he's barely touched because of the work the O-line does. And I think with that, that's the sort of thing. Why don't we see Ronnie Bell or Ray Ray McLeod do that play? Because it didn't need to be a guy with Debo's skill set. The O-line just ploughed the road for him. Um, And he's barely touched. I don't know. It is a... I don't know, it um, is a particular skill set. I, I think you have to have a bit of a running back in you to be able to run that player properly because you have to run, you have to read lanes and yeah. gaps. It's not It's not that, it's not as simple as get the ball and run behind the guys. You still have to, it, it goes fast. You, you have to be on. Oh, yeah. You've got to give on credit toes, to you know. Ayuk and Jennings and that player as yeah, well. Yeah, I've exactly, seen the all yeah. 22. And again, we've always said in this offense, you've got to block. And maybe that's why the likes of Ronnie Bell, Danny Gray, Ray Ray McLeod, they're not big-bodied receivers, so they're not going to be using that player. But you're right, Gareth, just seeing him weaving and out D-board and he just strolls in untouched. But yeah, maybe she should have just took a knee. Somebody had a hand on him and just kind of slipped off him, as you always very often do. do, uh, do and just kind of like peeled off him, just because you can't tackle D-board. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's, I, I don't think many people can run it the way Debo does, um, even fair though it, it looks like point. anybody can can do it. So we I think worry. that just about wraps it up. Yeah. Since we we have managed to keep it to a slightly shorter show, hence why Lee has been so quiet. <laughs> Editing is hard. I, I get it. It's, it's oh, time consuming. It's yeah, very it time consuming. Appreciate yeah. the work you boys do after me and Paul just wrap it on and you guys yeah. have to work your magic. So thank you, yeah. lads. Thank you for joining me. And thanks thank to you. everyone who listens and watches the show. What did you make of that performance? Let us know in the comments when we post the pod. Uh, sorry to say we won't be back in our usual slot recording on Thursday night as all four of us will be inexplicably busy at the same time. Would you believe mm. it? Um, mm, but weird. as we do love you all very much, we will see if we can sort something out over the weekend so enjoy your victory week week and safe travels everyone and go niners go, go niners. niners bang bang nine again we love the san francisco 49ers deep in the heart like joe montana in the corner deep Clark, garrison hurts stiff farm going 99 don't get it twisted one and all with prime time john tiller jerry rice down the side